Thanks for tuning in to the New Life South Coast podcast. We want to extend an invitation to sit in live with us during our weekend service. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message inspires you, but also challenges you in your walk with God. For more information, visit our website at newlifesouthcoast.com. Now here's Pastor Marco with an encouraging word. I want to talk to you about praying with confidence. Praying with confidence. Amen. First Peter 5, 7 says this. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Give all your worries. You mean all of them? Like all of them. You mean like when I'm like worried? Yes, when you're worried. You mean when I'm stressed? Yes, when you're stressed. You mean when I'm scared? Yeah, when I'm scared. You mean when I'm angry? Yeah, when you're angry. You mean when I'm frustrated? Yes, especially when you're frustrated. Uh, give. You mean when I'm looking for a man? Yes, that's, that's, that's a good time to give that to the Lord. You, you, you mean when I'm trying to get a job? Yes, yes. You mean when my kids are acting up? Yes, that, that too. You mean when people are being difficult at work? Yes, that moment. Give all that to the Lord. You mean when I'm, you know, the pages are not winning? Yes, that right there. We, everything to the Lord in prayer because he cares about you. Can you say amen? Praying with confidence. So when I say that, automatically, you know, there, there's this assumption that we have that, when we, that confidence is in yourself. It's not. I, I hope to take the pressure right off the view, right off the bat, that it's not how well you pray that gives you confidence. Confidence coming from knowing who you're praying to. It's very important because a lot of times people say, I don't know how to pray. Good. Because if you did, you'd be in trouble. It's the people who think they know how to pray sometimes will miss God because they're confident in what they're saying. Confidence is not what you're saying. It's who you're saying it to. That's where confidence comes from. Okay, you, you, could, you, you may not put two, in, two words together the right way, which I don't even know what the right way is. To be honest with you. Because when I read scriptures, man, I see all kinds of prayers. I told you last week, sometimes just you going, God. That's, a, that's the best prayer you can pray. As opposed to, thou heavenly father. You pray to Shakespeare. <laughs> Some people pray to Shakespeare. Their prayers are so beautiful and eloquent. And God's like, who is he talking to? I thought this was a conversation. Right? And God likes to hear you, not a version of you. Hello, somebody. We need to be set free to be who God created us to be. If God wanted you to speak, you know, perfect English, you know, in Shakespearean, you would have been born in that era. Okay? And if he wanted you to have a British accent, you would have been from England. Isn't it interesting some people pray, all of a sudden the accent changes? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? All of a sudden you're from Australia, you... You hang out with Hillsong. Because a lot of times we think confidence comes from how eloquent you are in prayer. That's a mistake. Confidence coming from knowing who you're praying to. 
And if you know who you're praying to, then it doesn't matter how you pray. It's about connecting with him in real time, in a real place. And I want to be a church where everybody can feel confident to pray. There are no elite religious people in this church. All of us can pray with confidence to God. All of us. The disciples asked Jesus, teach us to pray. And what did Jesus say? Did Jesus say, Start this way. Our Father. So powerful. Right? He didn't go into the mechanics of prayer. He went into the relationship of prayer. Right? He didn't say, well, here, here's how you should. You know, he said, no. Con- understand who you're connecting to. That's where confidence comes from. That's where relationships comes from. Matter of fact, if you study the Hebrew word there for Father is the word Abba. And the word Abba in, in, in Hebrew is not necessarily the formality of saying, this is my father. No, it's actually the intimacy of saying, this is my daddy. I used to work, one of my many odd jobs in college, I used to work in this hardware store in this place where there was a lot of Jewish families. And once in a while, a Jewish family would come in, into the, the, the store and, 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 and they would bring their kids, and all of a sudden I would hear kids go, Abba. And, and I thought, how cool is that, that this is a living illustration of what Jesus was talking about. He's saying these kids address their fathers as Abba. Why? Because there's intimacy there. Right? Now, now the, the struggle here is a lot of times when we talk about God as a father, we automatically think about our earthly father. And for some of us, that's not a good experience. And so we need to bypass the earthly father to see a heavenly father who loves you, who cares about you, who is for you and not against you, who really invites you into a relationship, who is not distant, who didn't forget about you, who didn't just think that you are a burden or a problem. He is a God who loves you and is for you. So the word Abba there is the word relationship. It's intimacy. Because it's one thing to say father, it's another thing to say daddy. There's a connection. There's an intimacy there. And so we need to bypass the earthly understanding of father to see a heavenly father who says, you can approach me and talk to me as your dad. Can you say amen? And so this is where the confidence comes from. It comes from developing an intimate relationship with God. See, I hope you understand this this morning. You are as close to God as you want to be. It's totally up to you how close you want to be with God. You can do the Sunday thing, that, and that's fine, but you're going to miss 99.9% of the possibilities that are in God when you approach Him every single day of your life as your Father. And so today I want to give you four characteristics of God's Father to give you that confidence to know this is who you're praying to. This is who you're talking to. And maybe we should replace the word prayer with just conversation. Because it's a conversation. That's, that's how relationships are built. is through conversations. Right? When, I, when I'm talking to young people about relationships, I always tell them this. I said, the reason why most relationships don't work is because we go from, from A to and we skip all the way to Z as opposed to going through A, B, C, D, E, which means, listen, if you just meet someone and automatically you get physical with them, you miss 
who they really are because you never had conversations with them, communication with them, to really know who is it that you're dating. And that's why a lot of people say, oh, all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. It's like, no, you never took time to actually develop an intimate relationship with the person to know, here's who I'm talking to right across the table from me. It's not just, listen, who you look good, I like you. No, it's, no, who are you? And are we going somewhere together? See, I can't help it. Every week, I got to give you a little bit about relationship. But it's the same concept with God. We develop this relationship with him as we talk with him, as we hang out with him, as we read about him, and as we listen back to what he has to say to us. Can you say amen? Amen. So if you're taking notes, here's four practical characteristics of God as a father your heavenly father, who says, you can approach me as daddy. Number one is this. God is a caring father. I love this scripture in Psalm. It says, even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Now, I don't know about you, but that's very reassuring. Because because regardless of what kind of relationship you had with your earthly parents, they, they were just earthly people. They had shortcomings, and they made mistakes. And, and some, of, some of part of praying is forgiving those who hurt you. Part of praying is learning to release those who maybe didn't do the best job of bringing you up. But God says, all along, I've been there for you. All along, I'm the one that's closer to you than your mom or dad could ever be. Why? Because I created you. Even some of you, you heard you were just a mistake. But God's like, I don't make mistakes. I had you in mind. I knew what I was doing. So you got to see God as a caring father. If we were to be honest, once in a while in life, you feel like you're drowning. You feel like it's not working out. It seems like nothing is going your way. Is anybody living nowadays? You know, you're living? Okay. Just because we're in church doesn't mean we can pretend we're not living. You know, Sometimes that's how life feels. It feels like you're drowning. It feels like, man, it's not going anywhere. I believe this with all my heart. Those are the best moments to seek the Lord. See, it's because it's when you're at the end of your rope that you find God's rope. It's when you're at the end of yourself, you end up finding God. You know, I love this saying. It's when you, you hit rock bottom that you realize he is the rock at the bottom. And he's ready to lift you up again. He's ready to strengthen you again, to encourage you again. And because we're knuckleheads, sometimes we need to hit rock bottom to realize what we have. Don't elbow anybody, but can you say amen this morning? We do have a caring father. He's not distant. He's closer than you think. The Bible says that he's one prayer away. Right? He's one prayer away. God is always there, even if no one else is. I love this. Number two is this. God is a consistent father. How many know one of the greatest needs of our day is consistency? How many know that, that, that we ourselves are not consistent sometimes? I got a great scripture for you. Watch this. The Bible says, e, if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. For he cannot deny who he is. In other words, there's nothing fickle about God. We live in a fickle society with fickle people. But thank God that he's not fickle. Thank God that he's consistent. 
And if we could be honest, sometimes I'm the fickle one. And even when I'm fickle, he remains faithful. And that's good news, my friends. This is why it's not confident in yourself. It's confident in him. Because sometimes I don't feel confident. Sometimes I've told you this. Sometimes I'm the restless one. Sometimes I'm the one who is confused. Sometimes I'm the one that is trying to figure out what is going on. But thank God that I can go to the compass of my faith, of my soul, and he's always the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Things may be changing around you, but God's not changing. And I don't know about you, that's great news in an ever-changing society. People change. Relationships change. Society's changing. The government is all over the place. But thank God that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Can you say amen? Number three, God is a close father. We have a lot of distant fathers. See, it's one thing to have a child. It's another thing to be a dad. God is a close father. I love this scripture. Again, learning to be confident in him. Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. My goodness, that's good news. I have a close father. I have someone that I can go to at any given moment of the day. Did you know this? That you can never exhaust God. Just like your kids are not worried about exhausting you. Have you noticed that? When was the last time your three-year-old said, Mom, I'm going to give you a break today. Can you imagine you come home and your your kids have a plan for you to relax? Right? The moment you come home, they're, they're like... That, listen... And that's us human beings. How much more is God inexhaustible? You know, you can go to God a thousand times a day. You know, there's no such thing as I don't want to bother God. The moment you don't want to bother God, you're getting yourself in trouble. Think about it. Because the moment you don't hear your kids, you're worried. Come on, parents. Ten minutes. If you have little kids at home, it's quiet. You know something is up. Right? There's no such thing as a peace of mind when you have little kids at home and it's too quiet. Like, too quiet is not good news. Right? And so, and so think about that. We are children of God. You can never exhaust them. You can always go to him a thousand times a day. Matter of fact, the more we go to him, the more we build the confidence in him. That's why our kids, there's no shame in their game. I love kids because it's a great illustration of this. There's no shame in their game. They don't care what time it is. They don't care how long you've worked, even though you remind them every day. Isn't that funny, parents? You're like, you know, I've been working. So? What's your point? It's Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. So we get your game up, Dad. We're, we're about to play. You know? Don't ever feel like you can exhaust God. I have a word for some of you guys going through some difficult times right now. I want to share this with you. Psalm 34 says this. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescued those 
whose spirits are crushed. Your heart's broken. You're going through a difficult time. The Lord is with you. I'm here to remind you this morning. The Lord has not forgotten you. He is with you. And he's working it out for your good. Just keep going to him. Just keep going to him. Number four, last point today. God is a competent father. I mean, you know, there's not, not a lot of competent fathers out there. But thank God that he is a competent father. Watch the scripture. So powerful. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power, our work within us, to accomplish infinite more than we might ask or think. My goodness, that's a great word. He is able, he's our work, and he can accomplish infinite more. John Wesley, one of the great preachers of the 18th century in England, he said this. He said, I have so much to accomplish. I need to spend at least two hours in prayer every day to do so. You all didn't expect that, did you? I had so much to accomplish. I got to work 80 hours this week. I think this. I believe this with all my heart. The more you include God, the less you have to work. Because sometimes it's your work that's getting in the way of God's work. Now, I said the more you work with God, it doesn't mean, you know, laziness. Because some of us have selective hearing. <laughs> Pastor said, I don't have to work. No, listen. Even the word wait in the Bible implies action. Did you know that waiting on the Lord means I'm doing everything that I can, and I'm going to trust God to do what only he can do. He's able. He's already working. And he can do infinitely more than we might ask or think. And I can give you countless testimonies of this reality. When you trust God, when you put him first, he can do infinitely more. You know that God can, can stretch your money? Have you, have you ever had that experience when you're like, man, how is it that it's not running out? Like somehow God keeps finding a way, right? The diapers never run out. That's just my testimony. Uh, we haven't stopped changing diapers for like 11 years straight. You talk, that's the Lord. Just keep stretching it. Like I keep walking in, there's more diapers. Just more diapers. My wife's like, that's because I go to Target. Um. <laughs> I crack myself up sometimes. But listen. Easy your father. Because it's a relationship. See, God created all of us. But there's a difference between being his creation and having a relationship with him. Confidence comes when you have a relationship with him. When he knows you and you know him. So I end this talk today with this question. Do you have confidence that he is your father? Because if you do, 
you can go to him at any given moment. Now, here's the key. Scripture says this. You guys can come up. But to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. This is important, church, because just because you came to church does not mean you have a relationship with him. Today, when you leave here, you might go to a restaurant, but it doesn't mean you work there. And some of you guys will go home, and you have a garage, and you will park that car in the garage, but it doesn't mean you are a car. Do you have a relationship with him? Because that's what gives you the confidence to come to him. But he says the relationship begins when you believe and accept his son, Jesus Christ. Because Jesus came to adopt us into the family of God called the church. There's a difference between going to church and being part of the church. You might have people over for, for, for lunch today or dinner. Your page is playing, but it doesn't mean they live there. Not everybody has the right to open your fridge. Right? And if they do violate that right, they're not coming back. Can we be honest? Till this day, as a grown man, when I visit my parents, I don't know why, instantly, automatically, I open the door and I go straight to the fridge. Anybody else do that? Like, I, I don't know why. I, it's almost like I just want to know that I belong here. What is in here? For some reason, that makes me feel at home. That's what I'm talking about. When you have Jesus, you can open God's fridge. Matter of fact, your, your picture is on his fridge when you are part of the family. And so today it's important that you understand that. You need to have a relationship with him. And the scripture says this. It goes on to say, for you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. That's where you become children of God. Today, some of our brothers and sisters took the next step of faith through baptism. And baptism says that Jesus has come into my life. He has forgiven me and he has welcomed me into his family. And so I go down in the water to say my old life is past now and now I have a new life in Jesus because I am part of his family. Thanks for joining us today. If you want to connect with us, you can find us at newlifesouthcoast.com for any further information.